Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Malcolm Mays, and I literally just skipped class like I always used to with the progress report. The progress report. All right, what's going on? It's your girl, Lala Shepard. This is a new episode of Skipping Class presented by the Progress Report, man. Mm. We got Malcolm Mays in the building. How you feeling? I feel robbed. <laughs> Tell Finesse. us why you feel robbed, Let man. Astray. I told you, I feel like you bamboozled me. Plymouth Rock landed on me today. Because I'm not in the camera. Because you're not on this camera with me. Got you. Well, this segment is called Skipping Class because it's about you. You know uh, what I mean? Because so you, you skip class to, Yeah, exactly. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways. So, you know, I'm super excited, man. Uh, salute to my man, Troy, for setting this up, too. So, you know, some people might know you from the big screen. Some people might know you from your music. So we appreciate you being here. So we're going to get right into it. Now, we do have a lot of actors that come to the platform, and they also do music. Um, but from your experience, you know, is it tough for people to, like, respect you as both? Or do you feel like people, is it easier for you? I feel like all this shit is easy, man. I mean, I feel like... People's opinions are easy because they don't they don't make nothing, they don't break nothing. You feel me? Like life is hard, being poor is hard, death is hard. I say this shit all the time. Like what a nigga think is not really that big a deal to me. But what I would like is for people to feel me. And what I would like for people is to respect me. You ain't even gotta like it, but if right. you respect it, we on. I guess that's the word I'm looking for then. Is it is it easier or harder for people to respect you? Because I feel like people feel like you have to do one thing. In, in, in they eyes in order to get it. Possibly. I mean, you know, if they not fucking with it, then I ain't got to worry about them, I guess. But, but you know what? If they not fucking with it because of that, then they not listening mm. to the music. So by the time, if I done my job, they will have heard the music and they'll be converted anyway. Nah, that's facts. So that's me. That's just how I feel. Understood. Now, we got this newly released EP, The Street Journal, Value One, man. Um, so talk about the process of putting it together. Like, I know, you know, usually with artists, y'all record a lot, but then to narrow it down to, you know, those amount of songs for EP, how did you get to that point? Me, it was more like fluid. Some of the songs were old, and I just wanted them to be updated, but most of them was recorded here in Atlanta with my boy Dundeal. Oh, like, shout out to Dundeal on the yeah. track, right shout there on the Dun locker. Oh, uh, Dundeal, yeah, yep. he produced. For sure. He actually produced Not Luck with me and Lil Baby. Yeah. And a number of other songs on the EP. So that's my boy. We locked in. That's how I came out here to get that done. So it was beautiful. Yeah, he actually did tell me a minute ago that y'all was working. So that's tight. That's tight. Yeah, Dun is my guy. So let's let's talk about uh, the record then with Lil Baby, man. Um, I like what you said there. You said you said a lot of things, but you said they put us through hell, um, then call us monsters. Yeah. So talk about what does that bar mean for you? Just the hypocrisy of the system, especially the, the prison industrial system and complex. You know, the idea that you blame somebody for it. It's like when niggas do to females all the time, right? They'll cheat on you, treat you dirt bad, and then the moment you do, the moment you get to tripping or yelling <laughs> or arguing, niggas want to be like, oh, see, she crazy but they don't want to take responsibility for what caused such a level of, of mania. You know what I'm saying? You can't drive nobody crazy and then tell them that they're crazy. That's just fucked up and gaslighting. And it's what America's been doing to people of color forever. So that one line was me just kind of saying that, like, y'all, you know, like, how you gonna do that? Like, you know? Got you. Um, describe that video shoot experience. We was chilling, like me and you right now. It was just like, bro, let's get it done. Let's 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 make it. I didn't want too much. I wanted it to be exactly how I felt when we recorded it, which was 
He was in the studio vibing. He came in, gave me one of the best verses of his career, in my opinion. I think it's probably one of the best Lil Baby verses of like his career, especially features. It, it's up there. It's top ten, top five, top ten. Nah, it's definitely a dope verse. Um, and then talk about the recording process with Dunn. Dunn, yeah. So Dunn and Poseidon both produced it. Exactly. But Dunn was the one in the session when he first played the track to me, and I was just like, we was going. I went in immediately, just started talking. I just like opened up and just went went crazy. And by the end of it, we was like, this record's a little special. Like it could be something. Mm -hmm. You know who'd be great on it? We both said it, little baby. And we both was like, I don't know how I'm gonna get it done. But you know, me and the homies, I know some people. He knows some people. You know, some real life humans, not music industry people. And that's how we connected. And real nigga to real nigga, we just did some business in it, and here we are. Nah, respect. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, what's your thoughts on the music culture now? Like, we 50 years celebrating hip-hop. You know, that's huge in itself, you know what I mean? A beautiful thing, but what's your thoughts on it right now? I mean, you know, everything has its critiques, but at the core of it, hip-hop is a beautiful thing. It's the voice of the people. It's the mm -hmm. voice of our people. It's, it's another iteration and voice of our people. It's the, it's the child of jazz and bebop and fucking R&B and blues. It's, it's, it's a baby of it, so it's good that we just turned it 50 now. And I think there's a lot more beautiful art to come, giving voices to people who didn't have no voice, you feel me? Facts, 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 facts. Um, so, you know, nowadays, man, we got so much going on. So what's your thoughts on, like, snitch culture and just, you know, people having morals and some lack of morals? You know, like, I'm from a situation where we don't speak on other people's business. And if they on paperwork, they shouldn't be speaking anyway either. They shouldn't even really be here, but that's not my business. I don't know that man. I don't know that business. I don't know other people's business. I stay out of other people's business. You know, if it was my business, are you asking if someone snitched on me? Well, then that situation would be handled how situations like that have been handled for years previous to this generation. Respect. Okay. Say no more. All right. Uh, so let's switch over to acting, man. Uh, so Raising Canaan, that's me and my mama's show, man. Yeah. We love that show, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can't say Canaan pissed me off so many damn times. This nigga just... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know who I'm more mad at. Him, him or Tariq. Michael Rainey. Yeah, him God or Tariq. Damn, yeah. They both fuck-ups. But a hey, shout-out to your mama, though. Tell your mama oh, keep yeah, supporting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, Tariq and him be fucking up. We wouldn't have shows if they didn't fuck up, right? We wouldn't have ghost, ghosts. The, C, the Power Book 2 or Power Book 3 mm -hmm. if they didn't make dumbass decisions. Right. So shout out to them for making me employed. Um, but yeah, no, nah, Raising Canaan is a beautiful experience. It's one of my favorite mm -hmm. things to be a part of just collectively. The clothes, the style, the script, the story, like all that. I'm very grateful. Uh, more to come. I hope I just keep creating stories that y'all want to watch and support, not just Raising Canaan, but moving forward. Just like, you know, my EP is just my story. It's my personal story. It's what I've been through. And Raising Canaan is 50s, and I'm glad I got to be a part of that. So I just like telling stories and be a part of pure shit, you know? For sure. One question I did miss, you just reminded me of the EP. What does the artwork mean? The artwork? It's, it's literally, it looks a lot like my composition book when I was in high school, when I was in lockers and class. And you see how all this shit graffiti and tagged up? Sure. It's basically just like how, you know, I could, my mom never bought me like the expensive, like, you know how some kids, you could afford the plastic binders with the um, oh, yeah. with the clear front. You could put the pictures in the front of it. Yeah. Like this one over here that's sitting on the couch, bad and bougie over there. Um, how you could slip the little pictures, you know. Those were the kids who had a little something. You know what I'm saying? 
I didn't have that. So I had to take pictures and shit, scrapbook it on the front of it, mm. you know, and, and put my memories on this on this fading composition book. And that's where I, I wrote a lot of my thoughts. You know, therapy wasn't a thing back then like that. So, you know, your journal, your, your what you went through went in that little book. And um, that's what that was, it, it was that. Because that's what the EP is. That's what Street Journal Volume 1 is to me. That's what the music is. That's what the visuals are. It's like me recalling my past. Mm. I ain't in the streets right now doing nothing. I'm working, you know, taking care of my family. But there was a time when I was outside, and, and that shit really affected me and made me the man I am today. And I'm just, it's like I'm going back through that little, that composition book. Like, I found it, you know. Absolutely. Nah, respect. Respect, man. Um, so... Like with the writer strike, I did hear you talk about it in a previous interview. So like, does that affect you essentially? I know you're working on other things, but yeah, it does affect me. I mean, listen, we can't move without the writers, right? But I got lucky enough where our show had already turned into scripts. But the writer strike affects the SAG strike, which affects the DGA strike, which means you know shit ain't moving. But I'm blessed enough to have multiple careers. I'm in music. Can't nobody. That's why I independently made my project. I independently and put down my music because I don't like being stopped by what everybody else got going on. That doesn't mean I don't support them. It doesn't mean I don't think that they're correct. I do. I support them wholeheartedly. It is egregious what is happening to the working class of Hollywood. I just don't like being told what I can and can't do by no man, no woman, no structure, no institution, no nothing. So I pay for my own shit. Shout out to Atlanta. Hey, respect. What's up, classmates? Are you an artist, producer, creator, entrepreneur, and you're looking to get more content and exposure? Check in with us at the Progress Report. In addition to that, we also offer promo packages. So if you want to get an interview or you want to get your product placed on the Progress Report, make sure y'all shoot us a DM or just email us at admin at tprmediagroup.com. So DM or email us today for your interview on the Progress Report. Let's go. The Progress Report. I understand that, man. Um, so we know that, you know, Snowfall has ended. Um, what were your thoughts on the final episode and how did, you know, that affect you? Somebody grow, grew up, you know, on the West Coast. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I'd be a liar if I sat here and said I saw the final episode. I didn't. Really? I, I did not. I did not. I haven't really watched the show since past, like, season. Like, when I saw that tiger and shit, I, didn't, I just didn't. For me, the show deviated a little bit. That doesn't mean I don't support my friend's work or the writers or everybody who was employed on the show. I just, that wasn't, that's when I was like, all right, bro, like, I'm from LA, like, I ain't, that's, a, it's getting a little too Grand Theft Auto-ish for me right now. But that's no knock to what was positively done by the creators of the show, by the showrunner of the show, because uh, the creators were no longer a part of it. Eric Amadio and John Singleton, John Singleton passed, and Eric Amadio hasn't been a part of the show for a long time. So, but he created the essence, and when that was there, it was still close to the thing that I got involved with before even the pilot that y'all saw. And I think that as things went on, somebody else's vision took more. And that just wasn't my personal preference to watch. But it doesn't mean that I don't understand why it was, you know, continuing to be dope and successful. So, yeah. I, and I don't think the ending would have aligned, in my personal opinion, with John's ethos when he creates art. When he creates art, he looks at, he looks at black, black men like superheroes. He makes us be able to outsmart the white man, to outsmart the system because that's what he wanted for us. He grew up, he was a child of the 70s, child of the 60s, civil rights and black empowerment. So I don't think he would have had Franklin Saint go out like that. Now, I didn't watch the episode, so I can't speak on it like that, but I seen the little clip and I was like, yeah, John wouldn't have done that. He probably wouldn't have done that. More than likely wouldn't have done that. I'm with you. And I, I'm glad that you said that, because in my opinion, I'm like, 
everything that we knew Franklin to be, for him to end like that, to me, just it didn't equate to the character that we knew him to be. Well, it's a moralist impetus viewed on like how white people view, view morality, or not just white people, institutions and classes, okay. right? And I'm not saying, you know, anything against the creative choice. It's no, a choice. No, for sure, for sure. But for me, it's more like we used to seeing, whenever you watch even like the Catholic ideology of Martin Scorsese, when he does drug dealers, they always end up being excessive and then they get caught and they go down. Mm. When we watch people, they end up getting caught and they go down. No one ever goes, and then, and then even us, we've been poisoned by it. All of our all of our people who involve themselves in criminality end up crashing out in a bloody flame or they end up snitching or they something happened. And that's because at the end of the day, it's a moral implication that we're putting on a story. But the reality is niggas usually do that. Like people who usually do that, not everybody, but people who usually do that, it's out of survival. It wasn't because they bad people, mm -hmm. you know? Most of the time you wasn't doing that because you a bad person who wants to poison your community. It's because you wasn't eating. There was holes in your shoes and you needed to plug those up. And your mama was not able to do it or your daddy, you know, whatever. And so to, to not be able to see somebody go through that, see what's going on, get to a plateau like you and I, you, you start making some money and you see it ain't all what it's supposed to be and you pivot and, and you ride off into the sunset and win. That is more of what I think John would have won it because he came from people like Melvin, like Melvin Van Peebles, wrote Sweetback's Badass Song, which is a classic, is the godfather of independent cinema, where the black man is unfairly, you know, treated by a police officer. He killed a nigga and he get on and he survives. And the reason that movie exploded in independent cinema is because black people had never saw themselves subjugated and get away with responding to the white man and making it. And it, it, was, it was a rock star, hip hop like. It was the birth of hip hop to a degree as well, Earth, Wind and Fire all through the soundtrack of like black people succeeding against the system that's, that's hell bent on destroying them. And personally, I just don't think that John would have done that. That don't mean that I'm knocking bro who is the creator now and what anybody else was doing. I'm just saying that's not what I think my mentor, my big homie would have done personally. No, nah, I respect that. I hear that 100%. Um, now, you know, with you growing up uh, South Central L.A., you know what I mean, um, just talk about just some of the stuff that you've seen in comparisons to the, you know, pictures that we see online for somebody that may not have, you know, grew up in that environment. Oh, it's like everything. It's like hip-hop. Like, you know, there's Chinese kids doing drill hip, drill, drill hop in fucking Korea. You know, like, at some point, your, your culture get out of your hand and it lose the essence of why it started in the first place and all that. And that's just what happens. It kind of just what happens. Um, and that's what happens when you don't gatekeep the culture. It's what happens when people don't understand why something is occurring. And me personally, I, um, of course, that hurts my heart. You know, I grew up in L.A. I love L.A. culture, but, yeah, it does suck to see people be like, oh, you guys are just gang members and you do this. You go, I'm like, yo, like, that's not really what it is. Like, we a community, we a family. It's just our family looks like this and moves like this and does this, you know. We like tacos and shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, 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 we ride down Crenshaw. We like you know, the old school cars and, you know, we cousins to the South. So, I don't know, I, I had a real experience and it does suck sometimes, sometimes, I guess, plagiarized or played with, yeah. you know, but I understand that that's just how shit go. But somebody asked me what I think, I'm gonna be like, that ain't it, that ain't really it. But y'all know that, no, you know? I mean, then, uh, you know, on the other side of that too, LA ain't sweet neither. No, LA is far from sweet, but you know, everybody, everywhere ain't, everywhere got a hood. Everywhere got dangerous niggas. Like, even a suburb, you can find a crazy person who with the stupid shit, you know? Shit quiet is kept a lot of the time. 
the people from the suburbs who come fucking with us down where we at be with the way more bullshit than we do. And we'd be like, nigga, why are you here? Well, I guess you just with it. You just like this ghetto shit, you know? A show. Man. Okay. Uh, so can you give us some tips for entrepreneurship? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Entrepreneurs yeah. that, you know, tap in, so. Discipline, community, information. You gotta, like, gotta stay disciplined. That's the only way you're gonna win. It's the only way out of this shit. Um, that's really the only thing you really need, but community, because your network is gonna decide your network. You know, you gotta be, be beside something. Even if it's just information, it doesn't mean just rich people, it means information rich people, wisdom rich people. Mm. You know, the lifestyle you seek in rich people, like how do they live and how they moving, sharing that space with them. And, um, and you need capital. And if you don't have the money, someone's gonna have to give it to you. And if you grow up as a, as a person of color where you are not necessarily given that by institutions, you're gonna need individuals. So that once again, goes back to your network and community. Um, so discipline community and you know, stand on your shit. You know. Hell yeah. Respects, man. Um, so our platform is called The Progress Support. We talk about growth getting better. You know what I mean? We always want to outdo ourselves. Um, how have you progressed lately as a person? Shit, just got off the phone with a friend of mine who presented a new idea to me about the fact that maybe some of my past traumas have informed why I um, overvalue, in some instances, um, resources. Like, mm -hmm. like being able, like money and shit, like how much that isn't, how important that is in a relationship because mm -hmm. of maybe me going without back when I was a kid. And so uh, I think it, it kind of was an interesting notion that she proposed to me that she was like, yeah, like that because you didn't, <laughs> you didn't, you know, it was important to you, but maybe it's not as important as someone who grew up with. And there are other things that are also of value. And um, I think that that's kind of enlightened me towards some progress of like, oh, okay, well, it don't mean that what I'm, that my resource and the money I made don't mean nothing, but it, maybe there's a way in which I can communicate to whomever I'm dealing with or interacting with why it's so important to me, but also not blame them for not being able to like understand, you know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm, I think that's a recent development. Hell yeah, no, that's hard. That's hard. Um, do you believe in therapy now? Yeah, hell yeah, 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 for sure. I done did therapy, like I fuck with it. You know, it's just hard finding your person. It's like a relationship. You mm, gotta like go through part. multiple ones. I ain't really found a person I like like that, because you gotta trust they ass. Yeah. And therapists are still people. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and I don't be trusting these niggas, but I gotta find, I'm still going along the journey to find somebody. But there was one or two people, I was like, all right, cool. Like, this mm. Korean lady was really dope. And you know, this, this Asian Asian um, man, I don't know what his thing was, but he was uh, he was really good. And then, but I liked the brother, but he was just too like, you know, niggas be just commenting extra shit. Like, nigga, no way. Like, man, your life like that? I'm like, bro, you're not supposed, you're supposed to be the therapist. Why are you? He's like, man, I didn't even know what that looked like. How much was, come on, bro. Like, but I think he was trying to be funny, but like at okay. some point I, I just wasn't comfortable. I think he yeah. was cool. I just wasn't yeah. comfortable. So I got to find a, like a therapist that kind of is, <laughs> you know, straight down the line. Like. Nah, I respect that though, man. I love to see, you know, especially black men talking about it, just being open about that, man, because I think everybody should do it, but I respect that. So when it's all said and done, man, what do you want people to know and remember about you? That I, that I gave it everything I had, that I was pure, that I meant it, that I was authentic, I ain't mean nobody no harm, that I love my people, that includes my family, my community, and that 
I just really, I really want to give something beautiful to humankind, like that pushes them forward, that speaks to an experience maybe that they have and collectively can kind of participate in. I just want to give, man. I want to leave this earth as a giver, as someone who is known of service and really like, really meant well, you feel me? Not perfect, but meant well, you know? Respect. That's really what I want to do. Definitely, definitely, man, respect. Uh, what's your sign? I don't, I don't know. When's your birthday, man? Uh, February 14th. Oh, Valentine's Day. Are you a Pisces or an Aquarius? I don't. Damn, I'm just trying to figure out your personality. Didn't NASA right? do some shit where they said that all, everybody's sign is actually wrong? I don't know. I would have guessed instead of Leo if I had to choose. Leo? <laughs> so yeah. Maybe I'm a Leo. I don't know. <laughs> nah, that's the stuff, though. But I appreciate you coming through, Malcolm. Thank you. I appreciate you, too, love. Thank you. For sure. The Progress Report. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.